You're listening to The Fallout with Joey Semmel and Drew Gillis. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, and welcome into another episode of The Fallout. Wherever you're joining us in your car, on your ass, in your couch, whatever. We're excited, excited to have you What's in. up, guys? Um, Drew, I'm mad at you. <laughs> you. Aren't you usually? What's changed? No, like I'm not usually mad at you. We usually give a good little thing on air. Like we're arguing and we're really angry Man, at each other. Man, you guys were really mad at me this time, though. But Bobby and I, this is, I think, the most mad we've ever been at Drew because he did something horrible. Just really, really bad. So do you want me to explain the situation? I would like you to tee it up, and then I'm not going to let you twist it. Yeah, of course you're not. I'd like to speak from my terms. Let me start it and see how far I get before you interrupt me. Probably not very far. Probably not very far. (laughs) Fuck you for that. But, all right. Braves got off to a great start. I was really excited with the way they were playing after they started actually hitting. They couldn't hit the first few games, and Acuna sucked from the better part of the season so far, but... But they figured it out. They scored a lot of runs. Their run differentials out the window right now. It's amazing. And then, a game against the Mets. The fourth game in the series. We're up 3-0 in the series. We're going to sweep them. I already call it. And I never jinx anything in sports. You, you can attest to that. Well, this is, uh, that's another piece of this, too. Until, until this Finally day. Finally caught up. Un- with, yeah. Until this day. I've been, I've been just setting up jinxes my entire life. I should have known better. At some point, it's going to come back, and it never comes back in like just a subtle way. It's always 28-3, 11-0 in the first inning. It's always just nasty jinxes. And this time, we lost our most indispensable player on the Braves roster, Mike Soroka, with a torn Achilles on a freak play, just running over to first base on a ground ball. You can see it pop the way KD's Achilles pop. So so I want to back up, right? God, and I was so mad. He, he was mad. So mad. I want to talk about the jinxes before we t- talk about why I'm mad at you. Because, <laughs> so the Yankees have had their fair share of injuries over the last year. And every single time a Yankee got hurt, which if you watched any of the Yankees in 2019, was literally record set. Every day, <laughs> pretty much. Drew would laugh, be kind of excited because another contender lost another piece. Um, and say, thank God we don't have any injury-prone guys on the Braves because this can never happen to us. That's a direct quote, by the way. Direct quote, quote. I don't remember can, if that's a direct quote, but it sounds never, exactly like something I would say. Never happen to us. Unbelievable. And, you know, the other thing, too, is three days, no, it was two days before uh, Soroka went down with the injury, Yankees announced Tommy Canely is going to be getting Tommy John surgery. Um, and Drew, Drew, once again, got I didn't excited. comment on that one. Oh, you got excited. Oh, okay. Bo- Bobby and I had to say, like, dude, slow down. Like, that's no, pretty no, that douchey. was the Joe West thing. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, th- there was that too. But um, when Kane League had it, I was with you, and <laughs> you said, <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> I was like, dude, fuck you. And I was like, he's like, well, we play you guys a lot. And now you don't have Kane League. Oh, I definitely said yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you did say that. And I was like, that does you still don't cheer for an injury. And I literally said, quote, at some point, you're going to learn that. So I'm not happy Soroka got hurt because I enjoy watching Soroka. But and God, I can appreciate karma. a great player. Get, like, he, he's, he's great, right? But that's karma. It's, it's just that's karma. karma at its finest. There's no way around it. So, Drew, so, so, what did so, you do so when the Soroka next day, got hurt? I'd like to explain it a little bit on my own, please, on my own terms. I will yell. I, I woke up the I next morning. I woke up the next morning, turned on the shower, and sat in the bathroom for about 15 minutes without getting in the shower, without moving. It was so sad. 
And I realized in that moment of sadness that it was time to pick a team that could make make any strides in the playoffs. Without Soroka, I don't think the Braves will win a single playoff series. And that's a bummer. But it's going to be hard to do it having one starting pitcher. And that starting pitcher is, I think, a great pitcher in Max Fried. I think he could be top 10 Cy Young right now. Has a 2.3 ERA after three starts. But last year, finished with a 4.1. So relying on him as our number one starter... And then having literal garbage cans at Astros for our two through five, and in the playoffs two through three, I I don't see us having a chance to win a series with with one starting pitcher at best who's going to be facing off against guys like Scherzer, Degrom, or whoever you want to name. So I decided I'd pick my favorite contender out of the remaining teams, and that is the Washington Nationals. I hate the Dodgers because they screw us in the playoffs. I hate the Cardinals because they screw us in the playoffs. I hate the Yankees because fuck the Yankees. That's pretty simple and straightforward there. And and who's the last one? Astros. Oh, fuck the Astros. I don't even have to talk about that one. So if we're talking about the top five contenders, I'd put the Nats at number five and I'll take them. I don't see the problem with that. I like Scherzer. So, so- I like Strasburg. I like Soto. I don't like the Nationals, but I like their team. And because two teams can win in each division this year, I'll take the Nats in the second spot. And then who can they just obliterate in the playoffs to help us? Can they beat the Dodgers? Awesome. So so Drew has a history of being a bandwagon fan. I do. He hops on and it. off of bandwagons all the time. And I just think that the reason we were mad is because this is the worst of those times. We, we like... When he hopped on the Duke Zion bandwagon, oh, I let man, him. Oh, that was fun. When he went up to Boston and hopped on the Red Sox and the Patriots, I let him because that meant he got to go to okay, parades. To be fair about the Patriots, right? I didn't hop on there until the Super Bowl. I, I let him. Because I, I wanted to parade. I wanted to get well, drunk and run down the street. <laughs> I, I, and I, I let him. <laughs> but this is horrible because <laughs> every game the Nationals win is just inherently bad for the Braves. And it's not. And so, this so is where we this is where we you you've said over and over and over again that you're still going to root for the Braves. So A, it's pretty bad to hop off the Braves because I, I understand important injury still bad important to hop. Important injury if, is selling it short. If it's you really think Max Fried is an ace, you'd stay on. And if you really trusted your team, you'd stay on. So, <laughs> do I trust my number two and three in our rotation now? Absolutely not. Well, you know what? The Yankees, after Garrett Cole, have been god awful, and I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. You know, like they've yeah, been. At least horrible. you have names, right? We're we're jumping to Sean Newcomb and probably Tuki Toussaint. That's not good. You know what? Trades. A lot of things can happen. Trades can happen, we were, and our GM's we already were, said we're we going to stay we internal. Were, we, He's already we basically were, said we're going to we stay We were internal. disappointed in Drew for jumping off the bandwagon, or for a set, not only jumping on the Nats bandwagon, but doing it to a team that's in his own division when his team was A, in first, and B, still <laughs> absolutely a contender. That's like, the worst part like, is we were in first. That's, that's, just, that's just horrible, right? <laughs> so, so say what you want, right? I understand two teams from the division make the playoff. I understand the Braves will probably still make the playoffs irregardless of the Nats, right? I get that. But every Nats win is inherently bad for the Braves, whether you like it or not. I disagree. Every Braves loss is inherently good for the Nats. This is true. 
but but every Nats win, like the Nats were playing the Mets the other night, and and, so, so, and I so said to myself, l- who l- do let I me want to win? A, a bad Mets team that could steal a spot in the division, or a good Nats team that I'm should not, get a I'm spot not in saying, the division? I'm not saying you can't root for the Nats over the Mets or the Phillies because you hate the Nats a little less. Well, than that's you hate most the, of the games this season. You hate the Mets hate or the Phillies, but no, 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 no. You said I am a Nats fan now. Yeah, and then I took that back because that was one of the worst things I've ever said. Yeah, but then you, <laughs> no, 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 you took it back. After 12 hours of arguing and sticking by it and doubling down and tripling down and quadrupling down and fifth rupling down, I don't even know what the fucking word is for that, right? <laughs> like, you just, you did it every single time, right? You, oh. you doubled down all day and then you started going at Bobby and I for teams that we've rooted for since we were four years no, old. No, I didn't go at you. That's, I that's didn't go terrible. at you because at least you were born in New York at Bobby. That that's terrible. You like you can't root for the Phillies. Well, that's born in awful. Northern Virginia and awful. acts like he's from Philadelphia. Come on, he roots for the Philadelphia team. And we also he's make consistent. fun of him for that all the time. No, yes, I've never made fun of him. We for do that. as a joke, and this time it got real because I was upset. I've I've <laughs> never made fun of him for that. Okay, that that's just not true. I'm, okay, I've made fun of for how serious, Uh-oh, how much he's he, going back on his word. He, he, it depends what we're talking about making fun of. I've never made fun of him for rooting for Philadelphia teams. I have made fun of him for, like, essentially saying he is a Philadelphian. I don't know if that's yeah. the right word. Like, like when we go up and order cheesesteaks and he's like, whiz wit, and like, fuck off. Like, like, <laughs> like, okay, like, yes, I've made fun of him. Like, but, like, yeah, I guess I don't say I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I don't say I'm from Atlanta to <laughs> right. people. I say I'm from D.C. Yeah. And he doesn't Same say he's thing. from Philly either. But No, but he acts the, the most like it. Uh, and the, he's the, the point least is, from his city. The, the point is, is, like, it's horrible to root for any team in your own division. It's just really bad. Under almost and then, every and then, single and then, circumstance, and then we found sports. out that he's going to do it this year with the Falcons and the Bucks. Do he's a Bucks fan this year? Yeah, well, we already. Uh, after, I, after I, I hating, thought you guys knew that because uh, the, after hating the Bucks his whole life, he's a Bucks fan when they get the Tom Falcons Brady are and trash. And honestly, I want to see someone beat the Saints in the division. That's, so that's it, most of it. So you, no, 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 no. But like. It's different though. Like, like I guess maybe we're arguing over semantics here because don't we? You always? saying you saying I'm a Nats fan, and then but like but like <laughs> yeah, that, that's bad. on you because then you defended it all fucking yeah, that, day that long. Was bad. Okay. It was terrible. I retracted. Can we move forward? No, because I'm still <laughs> mad at you for it. I'm still mad at you for going in on Bobby like that. That was not fair. That's all right. It was not fair. You guys both cried, and then the next day no, we no, got no. over it. No, 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 no. Okay, it happens. No, you acted like a little fucking brat <laughs> oh. the entire fucking oh. day. Right? See, and that hurt my feelings. I think you went a little too hard. No, there. no. That's exactly what happened. I'm just telling the story. Man, if Bobby were on my side and we started crying about that, and you just that's how it was. It's just, it's, you guys just started crying about baby we stuff. We did not cry. Yeah, it you was did. you crying all day about Soroka, essentially. I, I, at one point, got, and, and I want to move up past this because I'm tired of talking about this, especially after the other day when it just wouldn't stop. But, but I got on PlayStation at, at night. I wanted to play online with Bobby because Bobby was online. I, I invite him to a party. He gets in my party for about three minutes, and the only things he's saying to me are just like with the most deadpan voice. Just you're the worst fan I've ever met. You're the worst you, okay, friend. Okay, you okay. suck. You, you and then are I said a bad something. Fan. I said something. You you are a bad fan. Okay, but I said something that was like, here's my reasoning, and I think my reasoning's honestly not that bad with the two divisional winners this year. It is but, bad to but, ever root for a team in your own division. But when I said it, he just hung up. It, it, it's bad Wham, to that's that's the biggest cry it, just, no, 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 i, I no, get no, my like, one word in come and he on just hangs come up. on i don't care how many fucking people from the division are making the playoffs you know it's bad can we can we go talk about the rest of the league though i'm tired of talking about fucking nats braves i hate that i even said that to you guys <laughs> and then you just 
I, like I said, I should have just kept it, it to myself. All and told Billy day long. You defended it all day long. So, so like that's where we got mad. Was like it took you until literally like twelve a.m. after t- yeah, saying it at right. ten a.m. That's about right. Um, oh, that's fourteen hours. And I still think you're a bad fan for just literally just jumping on every bandwagon possible. Yeah, I get that a lot. And then, and then Drew also says he claims the White Sox and the Padres and the Twins and the A's Yeah, let's too. make the – can we make the list real quick? The, so the list it, right it, now it's stands every, it's, at, every, it's everyone but the Mets well, and the well, – hang on. I have a tier list. I have a tier system. Okay, we don't have time to list all the fucking tiers. <laughs> I'll make this quick, okay? Number one is the Braves. And in the second tier, I have my favorite picks of the years, like the Padres, White Sox. And the Nationals, apparently. Like I guess, that's yeah, where, that's where you yeah, put them when you I send would, us your tier Yeah, I would tier put them. In, I would put them in the second tier because I want them to win against all the other teams. And then I'll take teams like the the Angels because they have Mike Trout and Rendon, and like why not? But but I think it's fun to follow teams like that, and everyone does that. But but when I say I I can't even back it up. When I say I'm a Nats fan, that's the worst thing I've probably so ever I, said I, in sports. I, I'm going to interrupt. I think the words you're looking for are "I'm" and "sorry." <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Off the ground, my friend, and take it easy. All right, Joe. So it's time for the rollout. Depresso rollout today. Yeah, it's sad rollout because we we've gone a while between episodes, just both being busy and stuff. Um I would say like we've missed a lot of action, but it's actually the opposite. We've missed a lot of non-action. Yeah, thank um, you, MLB, for that. A lot, a lot of COVID outbreak. Really, just two, but it's still affecting it's, play. It's still affecting the schedule. And obviously, when one team has it, it automatically affects whoever they're going to play next. Yep. So, a lot of postponed games. It, it's bad. So, so the Marlins had it. Okay, the Marlins can we do had, a three-two-one countdown one more time? Right. One, two, three. Fuck, fuck Rob, Rob Manfred. Manfred. But like, again, every fucking time. The Marlins had a ton of cases. I've lost track of how many it hit. Um, I think it was 21 total in the franchise. Uh, I know I th- it was 18 on their current. I was going to say I think it's. I think it was 18 players. Which is um, crazy. And the amazing thing is, as we record this, they're six and one. It hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't mattered. They're they, first place in the NL East. They, they came back from that and then swept. I, I know it's the Orioles, but swept the Orioles in four games. I'd actually like to just just real quick. I want to revisit the the Braves were actually not first when I jumped off the wagon. Yes, they were. No, they were second. Yes, no, they were first when you jumped off. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so they had their stuff that affected the Phillies, and then at the same time, the Phillies couldn't play the Yankees, so everything was pushed back for four teams: the Orioles, the Yankees, the Phillies, and the Marlins. Right. So the Phillies and the Marlins quarantined, and the Yankees and the Orioles were, were scheduled to play them. Mm-hmm. So it took them two days to figure out, oh, we should just have the Yankees and the Orioles play. And they did eventually get there, so props to Rob Manfred Good for job. That. Only two days. Uh, but Good job. It's Thinking on your feet. caused a nightmare. The schedule's super fucked up. Yeah, I mean— Especially for the Phillies. Right. Just look at the Phillies, who, by the way, didn't have any COVID cases, right? So we're leaving the Marlins and the Cardinals out of this because the Marlins schedule's bad, too. We don't know what the Cardinals schedule's even going to look like Mm -mm, yet mm -mm. because they're still quarantining as they had one more positive case today, so their weekend series was canceled. Um, But the Phillies play 53 games in the next 52 days. That's— nuts That's and bad and this this whole thing with all the covid cases led to the seven inning double headers yeah which i still hate but i get why they have to do yeah i do too i do too and, and no matter what whichever team loses the seven inning 
game is going to say, well, if it were nine, we could win, as proven by you the other day already against the Phillies. Well, in <laughs> fairness, it was a four-run game in the Phillies' bullpen. <laughs> yeah, it, I know, but that's but that's that's four-run game. That's seventy-five percent of bullpens four, four in the MLB. Game. You hear what I'm saying? Four-run game, Phillies' bullpen versus Yankees' bullpen. I'm not going to apologize for that. You didn't hear what I was saying. <laughs> you guys have an elite bullpen. Seventy-five percent of the league has a trash bullpen. So, well, so, and then you get the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> then there's 50 feet of crap. And then the Phillies. <laughs> That's how bad their bullpen is. Like, you to, to, go, go, go look at the stats in that doubleheader for their starters and their bullpen. It's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. Their bullpen is just laughably bad. To further their schedule point, they have, they have the 53 and 52 days, but they have 14 games in 11 days at one point. They, they play four doubleheaders. Four doubleheaders. Four doubleheaders. Like like it's it's crazy. Between September eighth and September eighteenth, they play four double letters. And honestly, if if you're the MLB looking at this based on how you've set the season up for failure, I would argue, you can't really do any better. Like th- this is the best they can do at this point in the season is to have the Phillies play this many games in this many days and have this many double headers and have them be seven inning double headers. It's and, a nightmare and- to put it lightly. The, the crazy thing is we haven't really mentioned the Cardinals in this. Cardinals had an outbreak too, but. We don't know enough to be able to talk about it no. because they're not done with they're it, still which means not the schedule's not fixed yet. Um, so a lot of teams affected, and I'm worried that one more outbreak will signal the end for the MLB. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about some of the good things that have happened. Aaron Judge looks like the best we've ever seen Aaron Judge look ever. At least since 2017. I would say since ever. <laughs> And so many teams. That's so, my MVP, Vic. By the way, yeah, I like that one so far. And I, you know what else I like? I'm, I'm throwing this out there. I said a pitcher will win it. I picked Cole Shane Bieber, who I also Shane said Bieber could win it. Who I said under the radar Cy Young pick looks just third most strikeouts ever in a pitcher's first three starts of the year. Yeah, visiting three of our takes preseason. By the way, we had you had the Bieber. Like the low key Cy Young pick, he he's the front runner by far right now. Leads all pitchers in WAR. Uh, I picked Judge for for MVP. I feel great about that so far. Acuna, not so <laughs> yep. much. Yeah, Acuna <laughs> was a great pick. Who <laughs> was my NL pick? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. I mean, you might have picked Yelich to be completely honest, and and that's. I mean, if you pick Yelich, that's, that's even too, worse. Is like Yelich, Acuna, Bellinger. Oh, terrible, terrible starts. No, so I I think Acuna's turning it on, and Bellinger. You could sort of say the same thing. Did you pick Nick Castellanos? <laughs> Who did? <laughs> no one. But he looks but, like it right now. I, hey, my third pick wasn't too bad either. The 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 sneak, the hot take, the sneaky top ten Cy Young finisher, Max Fried. We've already talked about that just a little bit, but I still think you're jumping the gun he's, there. He's a little two bit. and zero oh with a two point three ERA with a nine K per nine. I'm pretty and happy he, he's with got that. Nine more starts, so all like, right, all right. and two of them were against the Mets. He's our number one now, so a little more pressure. And, and but, but. two two of them were against the Mets, were they not? <laughs> but how about how about the Cubs? Yeah, the how Cubs about the are, Cubs? Uh, David Ross, man, incredible. I've always loved David Ross. From he, and, I mean, Braves legend, but but his legendary home run in Game Seven of the yep, World Series for yep. the Cubs. Comes back and manages them, and I mean they but, look phenomenal. So, so, so that's the thing is they they still have essentially the entire team from they won the World Series in 2016, right? Pretty much the whole team. David Ross was on that. It's team. the exact same. So core. he knows them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he knows how to put them in good spots, with the exception of I worry about that bullpen because Kimbrel's a oh, train. Oh, Kimbrel should just get dropped. But he should just get DFA like Fulte just did. It's <laughs> uh, they've d- remarkable that he's gotten them to ten and three even with how bad the bullpen is. And, so. and people were looking for problems preseason. 
to say like David Ross because he's friends with the guys might not be able to manage the them. Way that's that's so bad. Like he he's clearly proven that's not the case, and they're off to a fucking hot start. I and, I, I love to see it. I don't like the Cubs, but I love to see good baseball in Chicago. And I want to give another shout out to two more people. I got two more people. Don Mattingly just became the Marlins all-time leader in wins for a manager, which is <laughs> remarkable. Um, but he That's has them—he has them at six and one, despite their like eighteen people on their roster being on the IL. That's absurd. I mean, granted, they they played the team that they're, no, they, they played. played the team that they're always a threat to, which is the, the Philadelphia Phillies, Phillies. Yeah, but, but, and then swept the Orioles. But so so I we're jumping the gun, but I don't but care. Still, I don't they either. Have, they have 18 minor I leaders. Either. 18 minor leaders playing actual baseball for them starting, and they're winning games. It's fucking right? nuts. They, they're essentially trotting out a AAA roster and Corey Dickerson and Brian Anderson, and they're winning. You got to give some credit to Mattingly, not just for setting the, the franchise, the sad franchise record in wins, but for for this hot start, you got to give him some credit. And it's funny because if you talk to us a week ago, we were going to have a debate over is there any blame to go on Mattingly for the breakout on the Marlins. I think we can both agree to say no at this point. But the fact that he's led them to 6-1 and one off the start that they've had is just, that's awesome. That's awesome for baseball. And we've seen it from a couple teams that, that should not be off to these hot, uh, these hot starts. And one of them is the Padres. And well, I, that's, hold that's, on, hold on. Before you jump to the Padres, I want to put the Marlins start into perspective. I don't care who they played, and this is why. In a 162-game season, they're the equivalent of 16.2 and 2.7. So, so I don't care who they've played. You know who did start. something really similar to that last year, though? The Mariners. Don't get me wrong. Okay, okay. Don't get me wrong. It can just have to. I have there. to keep you in check. Right. Like, they're only 16 and 2. <laughs> like, like. There's a there's in that scenario 142 games left. I get it. We we saw something I never thought I'd see in baseball, maybe for the next like five or ten years, and that was a game between the Marlins and the Orioles, where both had a winning record. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. But 16 and three to start the year. I don't care who you're playing. Impressive. Pretty good. Now you want to talk about the Padres, and I interrupted. You jumped the gun. Can I talk? They're my they're my tier two team. The Padres are off to a great start. Which is why they're Drew's Tier 2 team. If they weren't, they'd be in Tier 4 no, or 5. No, that's false. I picked the Padres before the beginning of the no, season. because Because not to win the World Series, obviously, but to get that second seed because I thought they were much, much better than the Diamondbacks, and that's quickly been proven to be the case thus far. Uh, Lamette looks great. Your guy. You love Lamette. Yeah, I'm also, just quick side note, absolutely dominating fantasy baseball right now. I, yeah, I know, I know not, it's uh, also early, but good God, I, in my Dominating. In Roto, I'm third place with 49.5, and he has, what do you have, 75? Seven, 70 now. It's fucking I, I had a terrible day yesterday, and I still have 70 yeah, Roto points. taking over a little bit. Um, but the Lamette for their rotation been great. You know what you're going to get out of Paddock. Paddock had another great start the other day against the Dodgers. If you put yourself in a winning position against the Los Angeles Dodgers, you're a pretty good team. And the Padres proved they can do that. Their lineup is way better than I actually thought it would be, which Fam, I love Grisham. to see. Grisham's been great. Tatis looks like he's Tatis again this year, which Jake is Cronenworth. just awesome. That's the guy I was trying to think of. Cronenworth? <laughs> I, I don't think you're talking about the right team from the NL West. How about the Colorado Rockies, right? Yeah, I still it's, think that's fluky. Here's the thing. They were a playoff team in 2018 with essentially the same roster. And 2017. And they had a god all every it was as if every single one of their pitchers who was good in 2018 just had nothing all of 2019. But why I think this is so, funky is because that's that's vintage Colorado. If you've ever followed their pitching, 
Their pitching always does this. Right. Because it's Colorado, first why, of all, and secondly, they don't why, invest why in their pitching because well, it's can't Colorado. The, why can't their pitching be good again, though? And Kyle been, Freeland and Herman Marquez have been absolutely, great. So is John Gray. Their whole staff has been absolutely dominant so far. I, and hold on. I think the best ERA in baseball. You might be right. And, and I think in the NL, they're second in run differential behind the Dodgers. And the Braves are behind the Rockies. And the Braves have been putting up runs. So, so I, I mean, it's a... It's a crazy start for the Rockies. I don't like it for some reason. I haven't decided why I don't like the Rockies. You know my love and hate for teams is arbitrary as hell. <laughs> Third best ERA in the NL to start the year. Um, and their lineup scoring. And they were doing this essentially without Arenado, except for the last two games, who uh, throw him in that group with Bellinger, Yelich, Acuna, who just mm-hmm. forgot how to hit. And here was one of our bad takes, was that we both thought this was the year that Chuck Nasty, Charlie Blackman, lost his stride. And he's we now hitting on. 383, <laughs> I think. After the first like three games or something, he was hitting like a buck thirty or something like that. And we looked at each other, we go, hot, we were right. Charlie Blackman stinks. 396. And he's back. <laughs> he's, hitting, he's hitting 396. He's got a couple bombs already. And you can't forget about just... David Dahl and Trevor Story in that lineup. I mean, it's a good lineup. It always has been. If their pitching can be good, you're right. This could be a team to, to watch. But I mean, I didn't even have them on my radar. And I, but, a lot of teams, a lot of people didn't. A lot Again, of people had them fourth. To contextualize the nine and three start, they are twenty four and eight essentially. Um, Pretty happy with that. That's a good start. It's a seven fifty winning percentage. Don't care how you shake it. <laughs> that's a good start. That's a good start. So, I promised Morris we'd get some Rockies talk in there. So, oh, that's why we were doing that. I mean, we they, also they deserve they to deserve, be covered. They deserve it as much as I can't believe it. Last topic for the MLB. How good has Nick Castellanos been? Oh my and, goodness! You know he's the kind of guy. Also on my fantasy team, by the way, um, <laughs> he's he's the kind of guy who's just been raking for a really long time, and we just kind of ignore it. Well, we he, ignored it because he 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 raked as a professional hitter, and now he's just raking as an elite hitter since he went to the Cubs. I I disagree with that. No, though. they showed a stat on MLB Network the other day since he went to the Cubs. Mid-season last year, he has 21 bombs. He has like a 990 OPS. He now has Arenado numbers. I mean, he never had Arenado numbers in his career. He now has Arenado numbers since that since but, that deal. But he's he's been really good for a really long time, and we've just kind of ignored Turned it. Turned on the Jets. Since he got to the Cubs, he's, you're right. He's been elite, but I'd argue he's already an elite hitter. Um, I gave him no credit. <laughs> but, I mean, he had 26 bombs, 101 RBI. I didn't even crack MVP voting. Well, that was last year, right? No, that was a long time ago. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you got 26 homers in the juice ball season. It means almost nothing. Um, but really, really good hitter. Clearly learned a lot from Miguel Cabrera in his time in Detroit, and now he's putting it all together. He's huge for that team. So, And last thing, actually, Mike Trout had a kid, comes back and hits a home run in his first at-bat, and then three in the first two games back. Because he's Mike Trout, and he can do what he wants on the baseball diamond. But he named his kid Beckham Aaron Trout. and Bat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bat. He named his kid with initials Bat. And he should probably just go by Aaron Trout instead of Beckham Trout. I don't like the name Beckham. Beck. Beck Trout. Ooh. Beck Ooh. Trout. Sounds like Mike Trout, but not quite. You know, you know he did that on purpose. B-A-T. Absolutely. I love that. I love that for Trout. And I'm glad he's back playing. There were concerns that he wouldn't come back I after was having the kid. I'm glad he's back playing. I mean, he's just good for baseball. There's no other way to shake it.
like, no oh, cap, I, I, DJ LeMahieu. I, I could absolutely make an argument for DJ LeMahieu last year. It's, okay. it's similar, yeah, it a it's similar to the LeBron argument. Oh, yeah, because they're the same player. It's, it's most valuable, not most outstanding. That's all so, I'm saying. Yeah, my man just said LeBron. <laughs> So, so in today, we got good friend of mine, Will McCann. Will, I knew him in high school, and this guy's an absolute cheeser. Going to be coming in with us today to have some fun, talk about the ESPN Hype Hits playlist and how not hype they are. We're going to take the best highlights from those. And he's a huge Yankees fan, so he and Joey can kind of go at each <laughs> other, have a little too much fun in the booth. So, Will, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming in. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Mic check. Two one two. One two. How are, two. We, how are we doing? <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I'm confused. I I like all these songs, so I'm I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so the the reason we brought you on is because we wanted your help mocking this playlist. Yeah, no, I could definitely do all that. of yeah, the above. So, all of like fifteen of them. So I'll start. Let's start with the Hall of Fame playlist, though. The hype hits Hall of Fame from the ESPN account. Why Why is Mr. Brightside on there? That's my first question. Because sports is for frat stars. <laughs> so like I, I have a couple songs in here. I'm like, am I at a frat party right now, Mr. Go for Brightside? It. You can make fun road. of every song but levels. Go for it. Yeah, facts. facts. Hey, I got, <laughs> facts. I got yeah. I got, Will knows what's up. I got levels in my top list actually. <laughs> yeah, so let's go. <laughs> levels most versatile song ever been written. Fun fact. Go Vici, rest in peace. Fun fact. Um, take me home, country roads. That's what we play at my fraternity when we want to end the party and we want to kick people out. <laughs> so that's literally the that's literally the hype down song. Great song. I love the song. That's the only John Denver song I know. I'm just gonna. Be <laughs> I real. would agree. But like, like <laughs> I love the song. But like, what is it doing on this playlist? Why? No, it doesn't belong. And and my favorite one on your your. He put a section on here just titled "The Fuck," <laughs> and my favorite one on here is "Truth Hurts." Why the fuck? Why is this song because on the hype? Because it mentions playlist? the Minnesota Vikings one time. That is literally I guess why. Holy shit! Not one time in the chorus it mentions it. So <laughs> I think "Eye of the Tiger" Sports. hurts me, dude. I like "Eye of the Tiger." I think that works I, with this. I'm an asshole. I hate that song, dude. So do uh, I. So do I. <laughs> Yo, Whoa. jump around, House of Pain. Like they're Irish, so I'll give them that. That's cool. Jump around is not a sleeper. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> it's not. Will, Will, give me your top five from from Hall of Fame, Hype Hits Hall of Fame. Yo, are we going like just like songs that suck or like songs that I actually like? You, try to find five good ones on there. Try to find them. All right, all right, all right, I, got, I, got this, I got Run This Town. Jay-Z's the GOAT, so I got to go with that one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, I got... Uh, I feel like my top five for this, though, is also, like, my hip-hop top five. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Probably how it should be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Power by Kanye, because that's a good album. Facts. Hip-hop, hooray, Naughty by Nature. That's actually a good song. Not, yeah, okay, this is why we brought you on. Hip-hop head over here. What the hell is that song? I've never heard that in my life. Me neither. It's like, it's like hey, yo, you guys should cut this part out. Hey, ho, like that one. Oh, true, 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 yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess what else up. we got? That Dua Lipa song. That song is hard. <laughs> Don't See, start wait, now. wait, wait, wait. But, but I, I, I love me some Dua Lipa. But like, really, really, like it's a, supposed to be a sports it, hype hit. If you playlist. don't have TikTok, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. I, I don't. Right, I'm I don't, just kidding. That was a bad take. I don't, right, I don't um, use TikTok much. I didn't know that that was a huge TikTok song. I love is, the song, yeah. but it's not hype. That's my thing right. with it. That's what Not I'm saying. Hype. It's like picking Billie Eilish on here. Like, what? Yeah, I, I got Pump It Up by Joe Budden. True. Shout out Joe Budden, the Joe Budden podcast. It's the second greatest podcast in the world. Thank you. This. Wait, yeah, be, yeah. yeah be, behind what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you say it loud and clear? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that's yeah, that's what I got. Um, but like, I want to save the other ones for the hip hop one because yeah, true, true. All right, I, I feel like you missed a couple that, that I'm disappointed in you for personally. Uh, okay, you go. I, you already mentioned it, but Levels deserves to be top five. I mean, yes. I, mean, I just thought on. we didn't have enough. I, well, like, Joey's not Gonzaga, so I don't want to, like, I know, talk about I know, that. You know what I, I mean? Know. Such a high school throwback. But, but I know, I know. Levels, <laughs> st- levels still hits the top of the charts. And, and you forgot one more that I got to throw in before Joey gives his take. Thunderstruck. Dude, that's, like, the best drinking game of all time. It it's is. automatically a high It game. is. Automatically. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I like Thunderstruck for sure. Um, I just wish like I remembered the nights that I did Thunderstruck. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it's yeah, a good no, song. That's it's not song. hype. It's not hype. It brings you down. I got. I know. Got... Like I, I don't want to hear that song when I'm about to like go into the boxing ring. I'm just gonna like <laughs> want to drink. <laughs> Joey, what you got? I mean, we're both Yankee fans. So I gotta pick one of the most obvious ones on here. Enter Sandman. Like, come on. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I was come leaving on. that okay. for you. Thank you. I, I appreciate you it. Appreciate it. So we'll pick that one. Our guest and, got good manners today. Um, I think. I think that's the unanimous vote. Get it? Uh, <laughs> I see I what didn't you get did it. there. I didn't get that it. was well done. That was well done. <laughs> um, let's go with Sandstorm. Oh my god. I'm going yes, with Sandstorm. Yes. It's impossible to not get excited when Sandstorm it's, comes it's on. It's not even a good song, but is it hype? <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's a terrible song. Yo, it, that music video fun. is so funny. I, I can be honest and say I've never seen the music video for Darude's Sandstorm. Me neither. <laughs> I, Me I don't know like, what it's like. Darude it's like the is. Matrix. It's like a ripoff of the Matrix, kind of. It's just like worse. Okay, I don't I'm know. Down for I, Sandstorm also, like, I think out of all of the songs ever, like excluding like profanity, whatever, right? The most banned song in high schools around America. Sandstorm? Yeah, because everyone moshes to them and See, then I would at- say that's Avicii's levels. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone like does the mosh pit and then the schools get really angry because it's high school and because people got to yell at high school kids for no reason. Right. I love that. Then it gets banned. I, I miss like, that. I, I think that's a thing. need that. <laughs> Let's do, let's do the hip-hop playlist now. Uh, Will, I'm going to let you go first because this is what we really brought you on for. This is all you're actually good for. This is, this this is all I need. This yeah. is all I'm at. I think you need it. All right. I got, I'm going to give you my top five. and then well, Are we just doing top five or do you want me to do sleepers as well? Yeah, if you got sleepers, go for it. Or like honorable mentions. All right, I'll just get my top five. I got New Level. New shit. New Level uh, featuring Future by uh, ASAP Ferg. I love, I love Future. That song goes hard. Uproar featuring Swizz Beats. By Lil Wayne, I got that at two. These aren't in order. I'm just going down the list. Three, I got "Hate Me Now" with Nas. Yeah, I knew you'd pick. That's Nas. a good ass one. Yeah, th- there Nas. you go. Uh, and then we got "Hip Hop Hooray," "Naughty by Nature." I'm surprised that one was on here, to be honest. And then I got "Win" by J Rock. Those are my five. Okay, none of those I picked. Yes. So I yes, love that. It's okay. Uh, I know you pick "Power." Go. I, I did not pick power, actually. <laughs> oh, shockingly, <what? laughs> shockingly. I'm almost ashamed at my list, though. This this one kind of sucks. I picked this based off of what is hype. Strictly off uh-huh. what's hype. And that yeah. means that I ended up picking three Drake songs. Like, I feel like shit for that. I feel like I'm a fake-ass rap fan. But but here we go. My number one is Humble. Uh, like, sorry. Okay. 
That's just a good song. That's just a great song. That's a good song. Number two yeah. is forever. No, all these are good songs. They're just overplayed. It's true. It's true. Number okay, two. Okay, I don't know about all, but all right. <laughs> forever. Sorry, guys. Forever at number two, and this one was overplayed, but now hasn't been heard for like five years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I fucking miss that. We used to bump that song going to going to all the Gonzaga football games. Uh, yeah, shout I, out LeBron. I miss. <laughs> I miss that one. Number three. Shout out St. Vincent's Mary. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Shout out Boys Latin. Uh, <laughs> number three, Jumpman. Again, more Drake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the Drake. Uh, but but I missed that song too. Number four, Going Bad with Drake again. Jesus fucking Christ. And Meek. <laughs> Holy moly. Meek goes harder on that one than Drake by far. But uh, but I love that track. And then and number five is A Millie. I, I had to include Lil Wayne oh, in here somewhere. But yeah, that's, 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 that's a classic. That's, that's Lil Wayne at his peak. I it think. is. That's classic. And my sleeper is apparently not a sleeper. Joey got mad at me for this one. But Jump Around was my sleeper. Because I felt like no one would go. acknowledge it. Not, not a sleeper at all. But what Just a great choice. What a great song. Not a sleeper at all. That beat goes hard. It does. <laughs> I, Joey, since that's not a sleeper, I'd like you to inform me of your picks and sleepers if you have any. I know hip-hop's not exactly your thing, country boy. But what you got? Don't call me country boy. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. Um... I agree. Wow, with, that was mean. I agree with your list, Drew. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's the same thing. That makes me feel worse about myself, about my own list. Is it like? Is it bad that we had four of the five same? But of course songs? we do, because Drake's hype. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't really like Drake that much. I just don't really like this playlist that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's really what it boils down to here. Is like I'm, I'm questioning who made this at ESPN. Like <laughs> we can make this into a Drake like episode. We can do. Well, that. I was gonna I say, I was gonna say, Will, Will, what are your thoughts on Drake? There, there's a ton of fucking Drake on this playlist, though. Of course I, I mean, I don't know. Me and Drew have actually talked about Drake before. We have different opinions. It's, yeah. it's like half the playlist. Go, is go, Drake. go off for a second, Will. Drew loves Scorpion. I'll tell you that. I did. I did. I did. I haven't listened to it in a long time. <laughs> Fantano gave it a four, so I didn't listen. No, I'm <laughs> I'd pick Dua Lipa. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Please don't actually pick Dua Lipa. Bro. Yo, I know Drew's laughing, but I know on the low, Drew listens to Dua Lipa. Dude, you know I love Dua Lipa. Everyone loves Dua Lipa. Absolutely. It's like, like, I feel like if you were to ask 10 people, eight of them would say their guilty pleasure was listening to Dua Lipa. That's probably right. Yo, I know Drew likes Billie Eilish too because I like Billie Eilish. I don't. I don't love Billie Eilish. I don't love Billie Eilish. Like, that last song, "Everything I Wanted," I could. I couldn't hate that song Wait, more. I got. I got one more oh, gripe. Yeah. I got one more gripe with ESPN. ESPN has heard Billie Eilish's music, like probably more than once, and still chose to put it on a hype playlist. <laughs> like, like probably more than who's, once. Whose idea was that? None of these songs, except for "The Time Is Now" in parentheses, John Cena. Make me want to run through Dude, a wall. Dude, I can't believe I saw John Cena on this. That's that's the only thing that makes me want to run through a wall. And I'm being sarcastic. How is this the first Drew, time why didn't, Drew, why didn't you pick nonstop? See, I thought about picking nonstop, and then I realized that you were going to call me for picking a song on Scorpion. So, but that's like one of the only good songs on Scorpion. So then I didn't pick a song off Scorpion. Fuck you. There's three good songs on Scorpion. It's it's Don't Matter it's, to Me. Yep, nonstop. Nonstop. And, and then like I'm yeah probably like God's I, want, I don't want to say mob ties mob ties is pretty God's bad. plan uh, that doesn't count <laughs> that's what I happy picked. birthday dude <laughs> dude mob ties sucks that's the worst song on the album yeah mob ties is pretty bad <laughs> got anything you want to touch on go Yankees yeah I you know I'm looking forward to this year you know I'm pretty this is the most hopeful I, I think Stan hitting home runs off the bat I was texting Drew about this 
was pretty surprising. It was, it was fun, man. Hey, I, it, people forget how good he was in 2018. I know he missed all the last year, but dude, he was good in 2018. He was really good really in 2017 good. too. Yep. So I'm just I'm worried about our our pitching, our starting pitching. I'm that's worried, I'm worried about, about Paxton, but that's I'm about worried it. about Paxton. That's about it. It pisses me off that you just mentioned starting pitching is the thing you're worried about for the Yankees because that's probably the biggest concern. And yet, I wish I had four of your starters. You should you should worry about your lineup, your bullpen, and your <laughs> starting pitching You should pitching worry about right your now. team, Fuck too, you. That shit's going. All right, oh, yeah. thanks, Will, for coming on. Uh, yeah, for sure. Thanks, always man. nice to have a hip-hop head on to talk about rap to Joey, because Joey needs a teacher. I do need a teacher. This is true. <laughs> I, I know good. I know frat music, and I know country. <laughs> Mr. Brightside, number one on Joey's I don't, list. I don't no, know either, though, number one so on my Joey, the fuck wanna... list, so... <laughs> For sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, love you. Go go Yankees. Damn and, right. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Peace. See ya. All right, Joe. You know what time it is? It's time to duke it out. It is time to duke it out. So today we have some NBA hot takes for you. We each have one. Mm-hmm. Um, you want me to go first or you want to go first? You go for it. All right. My hot take is the Portland Trailblazers will push the Los Angeles Lakers to six or seven games. I thought you might swing that and say the Portland Trailblazers will miss the playoffs. No, 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 not going <laughs> to do that. Go in on they you look for a second. Really, really Man, they look good. good. Man, they look good. So that's a that's a great hot take. Great hot take. Can I can I explain please, my reasoning please. here? So, um, when we did this a couple weeks ago, right? I talked about how the addition of Nurkic was going to make them really, really good again. Yes, you did. And and we said Joseph the entire time, which is not how his name is pronounced. No, shout out to us. No, that's terrible. <laughs> um, that was bad, but. He's been better than he has ever been. <laughs> I, I, I understand only four games, but in those four games, he's averaging 22-11 in three blocks. You can't really be mad about that. Right. So he's completely usurped. Yes, I'm going to use that word. For Yusuf. Usurped. Yeah. Yusuf has usurped. <laughs> he's usurped uh, Hassan Whiteside's minutes, essentially. Hey, sure. Um, we all knew that was coming. Right. And interesting also, Zach Collins who I undersold there. I didn't give him enough credit because he's been really good for them. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of taken that spot next to uh, Nurkic, allowed Skinny Mello, another reason they're going to be fine, uh, (laughs) to move to the three. And Mello looks good defensively right now. Let me tell you that. I don't know if you've watched any Blazers. but my only question on that is when's that going to end? Because that's there's an expiration date on Melo's I mean, defense. I have no reason to think it's going to end right now, especially when he's about to be given the task of guarding LeBron, and that's why they won't win the series. Yeah, but, fun with it. but Lillard, especially without Bradley to guard him, <laughs> well, um, well, well, Dame in the bubble, bubble. I love that word. Dame could be the best player in the bubble, as he is proven right now. by last game. Yes, so Devin I, I, Devin Booker would like a word. Fair but. enough. So but, would T- but, so would TJ Warren. But we're ta- okay. <laughs> we're not going to talk about TJ Warren in this. Why? Because he looks so in so good. In this conversation, he's not you. up there. But but what we've talked about 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 the bubble being great for shooters. You know that indoor yep. arena being great for shooters. No fans moving in the background. No fans. Plain white wall. And as, as someone who I mean, Dame, what did he finish <laughs> with last game? Uh, last game against the Nuggets. By the way, the best defensive team in basketball, uh, and the Blazers dropped one twenty five on him. That's a little scary. What did um, Dame do from three? 11 for 18. Yeah. 
And he was 9 of 13, I think, in the first half. Something like that. It was like, crazy. He, he, was, he was on all day. And the other thing is Collins is just giving him exactly what they need. Like, let's put it this you way. You want to go back to Zach Collins. I, I do. I want to make a Zach Collins point. I think alongside Damon McCollum, who it's still their offense, all due respect to Mello, um, still their offense, uh, Nurkic, Collins, and Mello at the three is a much, much, much better fit, if you ask me, than Whiteside, Mello at the four, and Ariza. Yeah, it's much better. Right? I mean, so, having Ariza in that lineup would be huge. Um, I agree, just but, for defensive reasons. Yeah, and, but with that loss, the, this the, is the, the best reason, thing you could ask for. The other, and you, you know who else has been amazing, by the way, in the bubble is Gary Trent Jr. Another yeah, shooter. I was, was going to bring him up. Yeah, was, he had, yeah, he had yeah. 27 that game. But let's go to Nurkic for a sec. Nurkic entirely, entirely outdueled Jokic. <laughs> right? Jokic only played 24 minutes. The Nuggets were kind of out of it. But... Nurkic went for 22 and 7 and held Jokic in 24 minutes to 8 and 5 and yes he got his with the assist he had 13 well, we assists. We know about we but, know about Nurkic. He's a great defender. Yep. I mean, we knew this coming in. Yep. That's his game. And and the fact that he can get it done on the offensive side as well is just huge for that team. But to to finish one last thing, um they won't win the series because because LeBron, it's LeBron and LeBron AD. and AD will take over. Although Nurkic can guard AD 100%. Um, I actually think it's a great, great matchup that I'm excited to see. It's it's, it's it's about as good of a matchup as you could hope for. They're they're gonna have to throw. A I still mix. think AD averages over 20 a game. They're gonna have to throw a mix of Mello, Gary Trent Jr. and maybe Mario Hazonia or not a great little start at with LeBron. Two, whoever the third right. one is. So, so they don't. <laughs> so, but I, I want to throw this in there. Don't quote me on this. All right, people out there, don't quote me on this. People out there. Um. All eight of you. <laughs> um, we've seen a weird amount of zone in the bubble. This is true. I wonder if they go zone on the Lakers. That way no one has to guard well, they, LeBron they should, and everyone right? has that, to guard that'd LeBron. Be smart. That'd be smart. Except they, they generally surround LeBron with shooters. They do a good uh, shooters and Dwight Howard uh, or JaVale or McGee. JaVale, yeah. so, so they do a good job of that. But um, I don't know. Nice little wrinkle to maybe throw in there. I think no home court advantage. Blazers steal a game or two. I like that take. I like the take for the Blazers. I can see that series going to six. Absolutely. You're right. There's no chance they win the series, I don't think. But I can see that going to six, which I would not have said a week ago. I would agree. My hot take, very different, because I'm going to be talking about a number one seed instead of the number nine or the number eight, whichever one you want to play. Um, they'll get the eight seed. They'll get the, I think they'll get and the eight. Then they'll, <laughs> then they'll win the playoffs. So they, they'll be in the eight no matter what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mine's about the Bucks, and And I just... I, I, I'm all in on the Bucks. I think have, that, you have been all year. I think they could win the championship. I have all year. They they have a great team. They have great defense. It's all around a well built team. Uh, Giannis obviously star, probably two time MVP after this year is my guess. But I'm scared. I'm scared for Giannis and I'm scared for this team. And here's why. They have not looked in sync at all to start this bubble until about the second half of their game against the Heat. And then they kind of turned it on. And, of course, Eric Bledsoe back into the fold. That really helps them. That really gives them a spark. And it, it takes a little bit of the load on off both of... both ends of the floor. Underrated does. defender. No, he's very Eric underrated Bledsoe. defender. And it takes some load off of Giannis having to bring it up court every time. I still... I think they have trouble getting out of that second round. I really do. Whoever they play, and I'm assuming the worst team they could play is probably... The Pacers with no Sabonis. 
Um, yeah, it gets sad. My hot take from earlier yeah, because tough. they needed Sabonis for that to become true. And I'm, I'm, and as good as TJ Warren is, he's not Demontis. He's Sabonis. not. He, he so, will not so maintain this. I'm I'm upset about that. But but I, if they play the Pacers <laughs> without Sabonis, if they play the Heat, if they play the Sixers. The Pacers will be the easiest for them, but none of these are good matchups for the Bucs. First and foremost, none of these are good matchups, but we knew that already. The problem I see is the team's not in sync, and Giannis has been performing at a completely unsustainable level for him. Like, numbers he hasn't really put up over a four-game average very often in his career. I mean, against the Rockets, granted, small ball team, but 36, 18, and 8 assists. The assist numbers are what really get me there. Like 36 and 18, Giannis could do that occasionally. I'm scared of him doing that against these teams with bad matchups where you're talking about Bam Adebayo or Joel Embiid, two guys that have given him trouble in the past. But 36, 18, and 8 assists against the Celtics. 36, 15, and 7 assists. These are not normal numbers for Giannis, and he's been dragging this team to a 2-2 and record. I so, don't like this start for the Bucks, and it scares me only because of their potential matchups in the second round. You got slow down. That's what I'll say. I'm not going to say I disagree, <laughs> but I'm going to say slow down because um, we hear this every year with LeBron, and that's why I'm not panicking about the Lakers being out of sync, and I'm not saying that Blazers will beat the Lakers. They'll steal one or two because they're that hot, but they're not going to win because we do this every year, right? And the other thing, too, is – to your point, Giannis has always his numbers have gone down a little bit in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, don't the assist numbers they're overblown. They just got Bledsoe back. Ball is going to be in Giannis's enough, hands a little enough. less. The assist numbers will go down. Um, and the other thing too is take the two and two with a grain of salt. It's really two and one. They punted that game with the Nets. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, but but in their wins, other than the one against the Heat in the second half, they I mean. Really, in any of these games, except for that second half, they have not looked like themselves. I mean, they controlled Boston. It's just, I think it's an interesting take because we've talked about all year long how essentially they're going to get the Heat, the Sixers, or the Pacers. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, probably they should blow out the Magic. That should be no problem. Right. Probably the three worst matchups for them in the Eastern Conference. Yes. So I like the take. It, it, It is a hot take. I like the take because we've talked about all year long how that's going to be a problem for them. And it's dumb of me to make this take because I've also been talking all year long about how Giannis is going to finally step it up in the playoffs. Right. But I'm scared now because, I mean, there's so many variables with the bubble season, so many things that could go differently. We've seen LeBron not playing like himself to start, and I think he'll pick it up because he's LeBron James. Right. But he is way more proven in the playoffs than a guy like Giannis. And Giannis' also, numbers are currently not years sustainable. Older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just question marks, and and the more question marks that come up for the Bucks, the more nervous I get. And and knowing that those matchups won't be easy for them, I'm not comfortable. If I'm if I'm the Bucks, I'm no longer really at all comfortable looking into the second round and past that when they might have to play a team like the Celtics or the Raptors. Well, I want to transition to those two teams because we did an entire NBA episode without talking about either the Celtics <laughs> or the Raptors, and. <laughs> take for that what you will that might tell you how we think about them yeah but that's our bad so i want to ask say they do get through that Mm -hmm. right and say also that the heat don't jump the celtics which still could happen Mm -hmm. might be a little far-fetched um but still could happen so presumably in the eastern conference semis you're gonna get bucks call it bucks heat or bucks sixers bucks pacers whichever one you want to pick 
and then Raptors Celtics. Mm -hmm. Who has a better chance to make it to the NBA Finals, Celtics or the Raptors? With that many games, having to go through that many games in the playoffs, I think if if you're talking like a one game, just like Raptors Celtics game one, or like Raptors Bucks or Celtics Bucks, I think the Celtics are the better team for that because their raw talent I think is off the charts. If if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum decide to go off one night, no one can really stop them, and that's dangerous. But what they can't do is do that for seven games in a row against a good team. I I don't trust them. Um, I mean. Tatum with the haircut. I don't know if you saw that, but he comes back to the bubble with a with a new haircut. He, he, well, it's like a longer haircut. At first, he plays like absolute crap. One of the worst games we've seen Just in the bubble. So Just so bad. And then he comes back the next game, scores 33 points, I think, after a haircut. And it's just funny. But it also does show even a guy like Tatum, who is their best player, even a guy like Tatum is still inconsistent, still a little unproven, still a little raw. And and I think what the, what the Raptors have is, first of all, they still do have the winning attitude from the championship last year. And that counts for something. I know that Kawhi left. Everyone knows that Kawhi left. But they still have that. They still have that ring. Those guys still have that experience. Number two, Kyle Lowry has been a perennial all-star for how many years in a row? And number three, Pascal Siakam, I think, is probably the most underrated player in the league. And it's crazy to say that about an all-star starter. But that dude is, I think, just as good as Paul George. I, I I like to compare the two of those That's together. A horrible. Take. No, I like to compare they, the two of those together. Just so different players. I like to. No, I don't think so. Yeah, one of them is a wing. One of them is essentially a stretch four. And I would say they play basically the same position for their teams. One of them is elite defensively, and one of them is good defensively. Okay, the defense. I hear you. The defense. But I. Okay, fine. If you want, Siakam's also never averaged twenty eight points a game in the NBA. Finesse and offensively, I. He's one of the more underrated players in the league. Can I say that? Is that a yes. correct take? Yes. Okay, thank I, you. Dude, Sorry, Paul he's George. Not in the same. Apparently, league. I just killed you. you, you well, okay, so he, here's the thing. Just to get on you about that, because that was terrible. <laughs> I can't ever sneak one past you. No. As soon as I think I got one. <laughs> Paul George, in his like quote unquote terrible year, as you've called it, is averaging two less points than Siakam, right? And and this is like one of the worst years he's had in a while. Um, yeah. um, and Siakam also isn't elite defensively the way Paul George. No, is. but but Pascal is good defensively, and and that is that's worth something. <laughs> yeah, Four time All Defense. You're right, Paul George, not elite though. like Paul. But I think when you turn to a guy in a seven game series, let's let's ignore the Paul George comment. You know what? Just uh, that. Give me two. We're ignoring <laughs> the Paul George comment because right now we're talking about the Eastern Conference. And how does they stack up against the Eastern Conference? And I think Pascal, over everyone on the Celtics, has more experience, is more reliable. I think will give you the numbers that he's known to give. And I'm I'm I don't trust guys like Tatum and Brown to give you those numbers game in game out. I do trust guys like Siakam and Lowry to do that for the most part. When it comes to facing the Bucks, I don't think either of them really have a great matchup, but regardless, I'm still going to take the Raptors because I just think they're more reliable. I, I, you, you just know what you're going to get out of the Raptors more than you do out of the Celtics. And if the Celtics get hot, awesome, but it's really hard to do that in the NBA in a seven-game set. I think these are two, this series, by the way, if we get it, everyone should watch all 48 minutes they of every be game incredible because because these two teams are so 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 close together. Yes. Now here's what I'll say. I think Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker are a better version 
of Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry. I did ignore Kemba. I'm yeah, sorry, so, Kemba. So, and then you throw in Jalen Brown and Hayward and Smart, but then... Hayward's not himself anymore. I want He's still averaging 17 points a he's, game he's with a, a good He's having a decent renaissance season, but... Um, but And then you look at Toronto, you can throw in Van Vliet, you can throw in Norman Powell, even Serge Ibaka is still giving him good minutes. Um, so, Anunoby's pretty good 3 and D. Yeah, I mean, and they got Marcus Gasol still. Like, they're a good team. They're a really, really good team, and they're one of those teams who I watch. Like, like I look at the names, and I can't figure out how. You know what? I watch them too, and I can't figure out how they're in some of the games that they're in. It's because Siakam's but better than they you are. Think. No, no, no. That's not why. Because it's some of these games, Siakam's just played like ass, and they're still right there. <laughs> right? It's because Kyle Lowry's better than I think. Yes, that um, too. That too. He, the way he controls the game, is pretty remarkable. Um, not many. He's Chris Paul esque in the way that he does that. There's I think. a reason he's a perennial um, all star. So I'm torn because I think what makes these teams so good is that they both just come at you from so many different directions. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, you look up and down these rosters, there are probably five guys on the Celtics who can give you 25, 30 any given night. Yes. And then you look at the Raptors, there's probably. Hold on, bear with me. One, two, three, four. Believe it or not, add Norman Powell to that list because he can do it. I, but I think there's he's one of them. I think there's only four. I don't think Serge is giving you 25 anymore. No, and Mark and won't I either. I really don't think OG is giving you 25. No, no. Um, but here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Right, right. I, I hear you. Because um, you know what you're going to get from those I'm guys. Torn. And on any given night from the Celtics, you might get 10 points from all of them. Like, you might not get 20 points from a single player. Sometimes they're just so off. Well, this is why we don't bet the Celtics because they're so hard to predict never. who's going to go. DraftKings never mess stay, with the stay Celtics. Stay away from the Celtics. Never, because one game it's Hayward will give you thirty and Tatum gives you ten. Every and time then... you pick Tatum, it's Brown. Yep. Every time you pick Brown, it's Hayward. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's kind of remarkable. Um, I, I will say, if you do have to bet the Celtics, Kemba is pretty consistent. Yeah, because he gets his assists. As long numbers. as he's healthy, you got to check um, his minutes. So. I don't know is the answer, but what but I'll did, say here, what, what I'll say I'll about the Celtics. This. Okay, go ahead. Um, is I think they're a little bit. I think they're a better version than the Raptors. And if we were talking about one regular season game, if I had to bet on a winner, I'd bet on the Celtics. I, I would do the same thing. And you said that it's a good thing. It's a seven game set. But for it's the Raptors. a seven game series, and the Raptors will have quote unquote home court advantage. Can't use that as an argument this year. Mm-hmm. Um, better coaching from Nick Nurse. I don't know if I agree with that. It's good coaching on both sides, but I'm going to take Nick Nurse. Um, Absolutely. What I'll say is I'm going to go with the experience. I'm with you. Yep. I think the Raptors win that series. And then. Yeah, well, la- that's the last question. Can they beat the Bucks? Do, do either of them really have a shot in your opinion? I, I think they both do. I think we've we got distracted by how dominant the Bucks were at the beginning of the year for how good the rest of the East was. We've been sitting here since LeBron was with the Cavs the first time talking about how weak the Eastern Conference is. It's not weak anymore. No, One actually, the six, Raptors had the opposite arc that the Bucks had. The bro, Raptors just turned it the hell on in the second right, half of the right. season. But I, I want to say, honestly, I think there's a scenario, and this is with the caveat that Ben Simmons is healthy and we don't know that yet, um, and if Sabonis was healthy, there's a scenario where I could see one through six winning the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah I firmly yeah, yeah, yeah. believe yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, do I think it'll be the Bucks? Yes, the Bucks are the best team. One through six can win it. And as I just said, I think they could have trouble second round. So who knows? If Raptors or Celtics get to that final, who knows?
that's all for today. I had some NBA talk, some MLB talk. Um, Finally covered the Raptors and the Celtics. Yeah, we're glad to be back. We uh, we took a little hiatus here, but um, we did, and it's we're the back. Beginning of a new era. Joey is going back to school. I am. We're going to be doing this over Zoom. Quality but should remain the same. Quality should stay is, the same if we're exciting. good. Um, um, yeah, we're going to be figuring some stuff out in the next few episodes, so bear with us a little bit, but looking forward to it. You've been listening to The Fallout. Thanks for tuning in.